Okay, good morning, Abuja, and um, a lovely morning to you wherever you are tuned in from. This is still the studios of Crowther Radio 104.5 FM, your family love station on the hills of Mpape here in the nation's capital. Time check is 9.03, uh, today being Friday, uh, the 28th day of the month of April 2020. Three and uh, the program is the podium for those joining us for the very first time. Podium is a flagship news and current affairs program on policy, strategy, and good governance. However, it is Friday, so once again, it is NOI polls Friday, the, get, the day we get to discuss Nigerian figures and in numbers. My name is Okay, and I'm your host, and I have um, uh, my co hosts here with me in the studios. Um, Julius, God's gift is here. Julius, how are you today? Yeah, good morning. Okay, good morning, Abuja. Good morning, Nigeria. It's indeed a good morning to be here to talk um, Nigeria and uh, to say welcome on board. This is the podium, and I am God's gift, Julius. Okay, and uh, Tracy Uzigwe is also here with us in the studios. Tracy, good morning. Yes, good morning. Okay, good morning, Nigerians. <laughs> it's really good to. Uh, look at Nigeria eyeball to eyeball like mm. in figures and numbers and tell ourselves the real physical realities okay and of course uh, not forgetting uh Bassi Patricia she is uh, from NOI polls good morning to you Patricia good morning thanks for having us okay and um Yes, I already told us it is NOI Polls Friday, so uh, let's not forget that the 25th of April every year is a World Malaria Day. And uh, we just celebrated that this past Tuesday, and um, I think that is what we are going to be looking at this morning. So, uh, without further ado, Patricia, can you just um, throw a little more light on um, what we will be discussing today? Okay, um, good morning again. So, we'll be looking at um, malaria, and this is in commemoration of the United Nations and World Malaria Day mm. that is marked um, on the 25th of April every month. So, this was done on Tuesday. The day was commemorated on Tuesday. And the purpose of um, World Malaria Day is to, you know, sensitize people on malaria, its effects, its dangers, and also align... Um, with the efforts and commitment of stakeholders as well as um, instituted authorities on how far they have gone in terms of you know combating and curbing the menace of malaria in the world at large and you know various you know mm, countries okay. yes so and this year's theme is time to deliver zero malaria invest innovate and implement time to deliver zero malaria yes is so that possible have, have <laughs> okay i mean it's possible really Anything okay is possible, mm, yes. okay so um when we look at the figures statistics shows that nigeria has one of the highest malaria burdens in the world with an estimated 100 million cases and over 300,000 deaths recorded yearly. Oh, okay. And when we look at the um, 2019 World Malaria Report, Nigeria recorded the highest, that's the largest number of malaria cases, which is a fourth of the global malaria cases and the highest number of deaths, that's 24% of global malaria deaths. Mm. So, I, I mean, we would, I would like to believe that there are people who don't believe that, you know, malaria can actually kill, lead, yeah? Yes, mm. to death. So in light of this NRI post, we decided to, you know, run um, a perception survey just to get um, the perception of Nigerians on what malaria is in terms of the prevalence, in terms of um, the frequency, how often they treat malaria, how often they think malaria, you know, occurs in households. And we also asked them in terms of the symptoms, when, what are the symptoms, what are the known symptoms of malaria and what measures do you take when you realize you, you know, have 
malaria and it was interesting to find that most nigerians a large proportion majority of them believe that nigeria uh, malaria is one of the most worrisome health challenges yes because i'm actually malaria. looking at it here um it's part of your poll today that um do, i think the question is uh -huh. so we had asked in your opinion do you think Malaria is Malaria, one of the most worrisome yes, health challenges in Nigeria. One of the most worrisome health challenges in Nigeria. And we had 91% of Nigerians who affirmed that, yes, malaria is one of the most worrisome, you know, illnesses. And we further went down to ask, okay, in the last um, three months, have you been to the hospital, you know, due to any illness at all? And findings show that one in two, that's 48% of Nigerians affirmed that, yes, they had been, you know, to the hospital mm. as a result of being ill though majority 52 percent you know had stated no they haven't been to the hospital but i would like to say that 48 percent is quite you know a number of but, course it is well yes, mm. yes so we further down the poll we had asked okay when you went to the hospital what were you diagnosed of what illness were you diagnosed yeah. of? and the survey showed 88 percent of respondents affirmed that they were diagnosed of malaria um during this um survey respondents were given the option of you know stating more than one illness they were diagnosed of but malaria topped you know the first the top of you know their list mm. uh, we had others who stated type for 32 percent yeah eight percent stated them um, hypertension. hypertension so further down the poll in terms of when we look at in terms of um symptoms we had asked them nigerians okay what are some of the symptoms that you feel when you think that you have malaria and most of them said fever shivering you know with you, you shiver and then you have you start to have a fever mm, those were some okay. of the that, those were like the top symptoms they cited some said body pain that said seven percent we had 35 percent who stated headache 29 percent stated loss of appetite i was uh, i was actually going to ask nobody's talking about loss of appetite uh, because i know it's one of the major things you feel whenever malaria is yeah well so and um lastly we had asked in terms of um, what do you do when you have these symptoms we had 41 percent stating they go to the hospital 22 percent stated they visit a chemist shop we had 21 percent who said they go to a pharmacy then interestingly 11 percent stated they take herbs mm. when they realize that they have symptoms of malaria so these are you know highlights from the malaria poll that we had just conducted in Okay, uh, but um, not to mind my asking, how do we have people um, this high, this percentage, this high, saying, talking about chemists instead of a hospital proper? Okay, so that's where the issue of self-diagnosis comes in. People mm. just believe that, okay, everyone attributes the symptom of, okay, headache, fever, loss of appetite as malaria without, you know, proper diagnosis, yeah, yeah. without being tested, mm. you know, and even during the course of the survey we had you know asked them nigerians if they engage in if they conduct any test before mm, you know okay. they, yes but like i had said for this particular week we are focusing more on you know the prevention we are focusing more on the symptoms we are focusing more on awareness the prevalence and then you know hinging on to the theme for this year in terms of you know innovation in terms of investing and in terms of implement implementing so the focus is on what ways can what measures can be implemented in ensuring that you know there's the 
the scourge of malaria is nipped in the bud to an extent. Okay, so now, if, but if we have about 91% of Nigerians actually saying uh, that malaria is um, the most worrisome health challenge in Nigeria, why are we still talking about awareness? Are there more things that Nigerians ought to know about malaria that they don't know already? Well, like I had said earlier, first of all, I, I when we look at the proportion, I don't think there are people who know that malaria could actually lead to death. And I, I, Nigerians don't understand the dangers of self-diagnosis. And when I say this, I'm also referring us back to the polls um, when I had we had asked that, what are some of the known symptoms? Mm. So everyone gave a symptom based top of the mind, what they assume. It wasn't a case of, oh, they had gone to the hospital to get, you know, tested, to mm, run good. a test or to see that, okay, they've been um diagnosed properly diagnosed and said that okay this is what is you know um wrong with you so we had asked okay how often in terms of you know the frequency how often have you treated you know malaria in the past them um, three months and the survey showed that one in two respondents had somebody who had treated malaria in the past you know three months so that's Okay, so now if we are looking at um, prevention and all that, I think I saw it somewhere that Nigeria had spent over two trillion naira in the fight of um, malaria and all that. And uh, people are asking if that is the case, then how come assessing some of the um, preventive um, um, methods of malaria is still seeming, you know, like an uphill task for many Nigerians? Well, um, we can also. Um, from the survey, we could we it could be attributed to um, finances, access to some of these things. Not everyone can afford. For instance, when it comes to insecticide treated nets, you know, during the um, course of this poll, we had asked, "Do you have an insecticide treated net?" Seventy percent of Nigerians stated yes, they have an insecticide treated net. Thirty percent had said no, they do not have an insecticide treated net. So, thirty percent is a lot. And when we had we further went down to ask them, okay, why do you not have an insecticide treated net? Some of the responses we were getting was, one, I can't afford to buy an mm, insecticide treated okay. net. Sleeping under an insecticide treated net is uncomfortable for me. The weather is too hot, so that's why I don't sleep under mm. an insecticide treated So these were some of, you know, highlights or some of the things we had yeah. gotten out from, responses. you know, yes, responses from respondents but as i said as we delve delve into the whole conversation during the course of the week when we put out the findings we would see and it would unravel more on why we still have as much scourge of malaria okay. in the society mm. okay i i think i may really want to come in there a bit because um like there was i think it was the last year when i was saying that uh, malaria is actually meant to be our own um, pandemic sort of not really the COVID mm, thing. Yeah. Looking at the number of persons that go down, especially children that go down every day. Not just let let break that uh, yearly number of deaths mm. daily. It's quite high, and it's not necessarily that Nigerians don't know that malaria leads to death, because they are they are it's a practical experience. They see it day in day out. Okay. The major key thing is that malaria is directly linked to poverty, and is directly linked to the environmental exposures mm. because if you constantly live in a polluted environment you're always exposed to mosquito so that trillions of naira that you just mentioned yeah. if it was channeled into 
into infrastructure, especially in within the urban slums. We have a whole lot of urban slums in the country because uh, the cost of living, especially within um, the main urban setup, is quite high. Mm -hmm. So most people, this huge migration from the rural environment to the city centers, they will end up in between somewhere and that location the infrastructure there is highly overstretched do you understand mm. it's so overstretched that it cannot carry the capacity of those that now are caught in between there in between running out to look for a green area in the city center and not being able to stay in the village that doesn't have much to yeah. provide for them because of our peculiar situation so the urban slums are just so many you can imagine within the fct check out which time you're coming into town you're coming for on daily basis you see the huge traffic from some particular regions of the city mm. because those are uh, the areas that people can mostly really Definitely. afford mm. but go and look at the infrastructural structure within that axis it's been overstretched most of them don't have a good toilet most of the locations especially in uh, i'm trying to remember this um Karo there's a particular yeah. location that we keep getting called that most landlords build without toilets in those locations mm. so people defecate in the open and when it rains not just rains the flies that within those mm. houses it perch on things that people eat day in day out so it's not like a mystery and, and we've and always block drainages everywhere and, and it's known that nigeria is said is the capital hub of poor people right so it's not like a mystery so this is malaria, malaria is directly uh, proportional to the level of poverty within an environment. Mm. And she has already said that most of them can't even afford the insecticide treatment. But if the environment is clean on its own, yeah. people have access to clean and portable water. People can sleep in places that the drainages are clean. People have access to good uh, 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 um, toilets and where they can ease themselves. They don't get exposed to most of these things. So our interest, our concentration shouldn't be on this most of this COVID. We should concentrate in treating what is more peculiar to us. Mm. Uh, okay. Sorry, I would also like to add that um, it's the emphasis are on practices. And when I mean practices, from the responses, we've seen people, okay, why didn't you sleep under a mosquito net? They tell you they're uncomfortable. You have people saying nothing. You have people saying, my house is, I already have my house netted properly. So I don't need to sleep under, you know, a cheated net. Some will tell you it has not been given to us amongst, you know, other reasons. But the idea is on knowing that you might, you might have a proper hygiene for your own self personally as an individual mm. but your environment that's one okay in as much as you keep your environment clean do you also understand that even the water we preserve in our homes can also breed you know um, mosquitoes you might take conscious effort make conscious efforts in ensuring that okay your immediate it's a bit clean but i feel these things happen they, they come in almost every time i can bet that every second you open your dog okay one one mosquito mm. flies in you understand so it's not to say that so we like you had also talked about there's awareness yeah so there's really no need for but i feel there's more there's need for emphasis on practices awareness that you need to sleep under an insecticide treated net you need to ensure that okay when you even if you spray your 
house or you spray your room you still need to you know sleep under the net you need to clean your environment and maintain you know the best hygiene as you know possible i feel when we begin to do this that's like a step we can't keep waiting for the government to do something we can't keep waiting for okay yes poverty someone needs to come in to come and help but we also need to take that effort on our own which is where the practice comes in if you're not used to doing something like they say charity begins at home if you're not used to doing something even if the government comes and does a thousand and one things we're still going to keep fighting the same scourge or still facing the same issue so practice okay um so uh we i think our guest is going to be joining us um through a phone call he is um ozoma uh, uh let's just um quickly uh, reach out to him let him talk us more through what we are discussing today okay so we are actually calling him at the moment okay one one also once i would love to add to what uh, uh i've said so far well malaria is um preventable it can be very very preventable if you do the right thing just as uh we've been told over here so keep keep your environment clean try to maintain proper personal and environmental hygiene you know sleep under insecticide treated next hello good morning hello uh, yes we can hear you how are you today sir fine are you i'm fine thank you very much um yes my name is okay anya i'm calling you from uh, podium uh, Podium is our flagship news and current affairs program here on Love 104.5 FM. And um, of course, it is NOI Pulse Friday, so I have uh, Basie Patricia here with us in the studios. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm speaking. Okay. So, um, I'm speaking with um, Ozoma Wigudu, and he's a pharmacist and um, uh, Association of Community Pharmacists of Nigeria FCT chapter. Okay, so, um, yes, you're welcome to the program, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, so, um, of course, uh, we all know that the uh, 25th of April, every every other year, is um, uh, World Malaria Day. Yeah. Okay, so I've had um, uh, Patricia actually uh, do her own bidding in talking to us about um, that particular day. So, can we have you do a little of yours as well? Yeah, that day is to be set aside the world over to, you know, uh, issue the interventions by different agencies in the fight against malaria. And uh, this year's phone, as all of us are aware, comes with a team trying to deliver zero malaria invest, innovate, and implement. And the slogan is at now. Okay. Hello? On that day, okay. that 25th uh, April, that 25th of this month, the Federal Minister of Health, through the Minister of Health, you know, led a, a special address during the celebration of World Malaria Day. And we are meant to understand uh, from his address, which is not uh, different from what all of us know, that malaria is a very serious case. It's a global scourge, and it's, it's a leading cause of 
death all over the world. And Nigeria has one of the highest shares. As far as the world is concerned, I think Nigeria contributes about 27% of the Maria cases globally. And we have about 55 million Maria cases and 90,000 deaths annually. And Whoa. this is very, very worrisome. Oh, you're not now these are uh, global figures, right? Yeah, okay, figures. okay, okay. Yeah, this is very, very worrisome. That 55 million cases in Nigeria and 90,000 deaths annually. As you can see, Nigeria and three other countries are responsible for the high incidence of malaria cases and deaths in the world. The, and the thing economically, malaria is gotten a good chunk of our money individually and from the government. The appropriate expenditure for malaria in Nigeria is estimated to be over 70%. And Nigerians pay as much as, I can say, over 3,000 naira to treat malaria. And you can just think about, just imagine what's happened in our rural communities where poverty is the end thing. How people afford that kind of money to treat the incidence of ill at malaria attack. So they end up not having the money and end up not treating it. And the debt will continue to you know, increase. The economic burden of malaria in Nigeria, I think uh, in our budget and uh, you know, expenditure from the government, in 2022, we have about 1.6 billion USA dollars. That's around 687 billion naira in 2022. Uh, th uh, okay, uh, that, that is just for 2022, right? So if we find ourselves if, as a nation spending so much on um, malaria prevention and all that, so how come we still the, the prevalence of malaria is still that high in uh, in the country? Yeah, the thing is still high. There are some factors responsible for that. There are some factors responsible for the high prevalence of malaria in our country. And those factors can be linked to one, our environment. The environment. Okay. Yeah. Our, you can say, the personal hygiene. Then the humidity of our area, the temperature, the temperature of our area. Because we are, we are talking about malaria. Malaria is a disease caused by infected female caused by the bite of infected female and also let's say you know mosquito which transmits the parasite uh plasmodium parasite and the plasmodium parasite we have about four to five species the plasmodium particularly the plasmodium virus 
plasmodium malaria, plasmodium survival and knowledge. But here in our own region, the one that is very responsible for malaria disease is plasmodium factorium. Because that one tries many in tropical regions. Because our temperature, the temperature, our weather, you know, helps each, each uh, transmission of malaria and the reproductive activities. Unlike the plasmodium virus, which you can find in temperate regions, that's outside sub Saharan Africa. So, all these things, and another thing is, one of our, another factor is, you know, lack of. That's poverty. Poverty also contributes. Poverty? Yes. Yes, because I was going to ask that if we find ourselves spending this much, so how come uh, individually people still spend, you said as much as 3000 to treat malaria, right? Yeah. So how come people are still spending that much after we um, have a budget of about $1.5 billion? So how come... We still spend this much individually. So what's the money for? Yeah, actually, you see, one, why we are spending a lot on the treatment, each out of pocket is that, one, some of the necessary infrastructures, they are not available, especially in the rural areas. And the intervention of government, yeah, the government is trying a lot to bridge the gap. But most of the time, the interventions may not reach to the desired, you know, populace. Because of one thing or the other. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, me, me, I was going to ask, because people listening to us would like be wondering, okay, if the federal government spends this huge amount of money to make sure that malaria prevalence is time to a point that uh, it doesn't have much on the people. We're talking so, about zero level. Yeah. So what critical, what, what and what and what are like the real subhead that those monies go into? So that if it's probably something that the public need to like look for a way to tap into that, so that they don't have to spend that much of their own out of pocket to take care of malaria. They can actually just try and take advantage of such. Hello? We can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, oh okay, you, you didn't get... You, oh, you didn't hear her speak. A colleague of mine is here and um, she just asked a question. Uh, let her repeat herself. Okay, so I was going to ask that. So that amount of money that, as a country, the federal government spends yearly to curb the um, the menace of malaria, what are the things that are they are actually channeled into, so that an everyday person listening today can know if if there is a way him or her can tap into that to help cushion this kind of effect instead of the out of pocket day in day out expenditures. On malaria. Yeah, the government spends it in through, you know, through their agencies. Like, there are some areas through, uh, when you are in government settings, through NHIS, you can get your malaria medications at a subsidized rate from government. At times, it may be free. Like, at a state, government. Federal government of Nigeria, through the Federal Ministry of Health, 
have a partnership with some developing partners to bring, you know, subsidized, subsidized uh, uh, anti-malaria okay. into the country to make it affordable. Even at times, they, they, they were giving free to some people through some government health facilities in order to reduce this malaria burden. And when it comes to the intensified treated nurse, some development partners, some NGOs, in partnership with the Federal Minister of Health, at the time, we are distributing the thing free to the citizens. But the issue here is that our, our manner of, you know, appreciating or, you know, receiving interventions, government interventions, or free bids from government, differs from individual to individual. Like, for instance, there are some cases that we put left in the state where the intensified treatedness we are giving to some individuals. Some people ended up not using the, the right way. Even some use it to tie some of their you know, goods they sell in the market, like vegetables and other things. And in those instances, you can't blame the government. Yes, the but 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 uh, continue to arise. Sorry, but on the other hand, what people. But sorry, but on the other hand, we've had people come out complaining about how they visit hospitals and the basics, you know, the, 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 the things necessary for the fight against malaria end up not being available in those hospitals. Yes, yeah, you can't read that out. You can't read that out because, yeah, we are pretty in a situation in this country where some things that are supposed to be you know, given to the people or some services that are supposed to be rendered to the people that are not forthcoming because of maybe one human error or the other because of some bureaucratic bottleneck or the other. And at times it's very annoying that you may see some of those products in some facilities not being used the way it's supposed to be used. Mm. And some of the like some some drugs, you know, getting expired. It's very, very annoying, but it can rule out the fact that the government is also trying, okay. you know, to mitigate the loss, to mitigate the spread, the prevalence of this malaria. Okay, now, uh, Pharmacy Suzama, yeah. can I call you back in about five minutes we need to go on a break now okay thank you very much sir. i'll call you back in five minutes thank you all right sir okay abuja we'll take a short break and we'll be right back do stay tuned 104.5 five. Welcome back, Abuja. This is still the studios of Crowther Radio 104.5 FM, your family love station on the hills of Mpape here in the nation's capital. Time check is at 9.41 and the program is still the podium. It is a Friday edition, so it is NOI Polls Friday. My name is Oke Anya. I have uh, my colleagues, um, Julius God's Gift and... Uh, Tracy Uzigwe here with me in the studios. You're welcome back. It's good to be back, okay? Yeah. Okay, and of course, uh, our person from NOI Polls, Bassi Patricia, is also here with us in the studios. Patricia, you're welcome back. Thank you very much. 
Okay, and um, before we went on that break, for today we are actually looking at the polls on malaria. Um, uh, given the fact that every 25th of April, um, every other year, is a World Malaria Day. So we are actually looking at um, some of the polls Nigerians have brought in. And um, on the other hand, we were t still talking with um, the pharmacist Ozoma Mwigudu on the phone. And we'll just get back to him um, and let him... Tell us a few more things on World Malaria Day, okay? And um, while we um, wait to connect with him, okay, so we had 91% um, of Nigerians actually saying that, um, yes, they think malaria is one of the most worrisome health challenges in Nigeria. 6% saying, hello? Hello? Okay, um, you're welcome back, um, Pharmacist Uzoma. Okay, so, uh, yes, uh, before we went on that break, uh, we were actually talking on malaria and, of course, uh, the World Malaria Day. And um, we're looking at the prevalence and um, we're also looking at how often people visit hospitals when it comes to um, malaria-related um, issues. And how often, um, from your own findings, may this just be? Hello? Yes, do people yes, do people visit malaria? Uh, do people visit the hospitals based on um, malaria related issues? Yeah. From your own findings, yeah, how often do you think it is? Yeah, 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 as, uh, as it's interesting to know that uh, we are living in a malaria endemic area or region. And the infection or transmission of malaria is something that occurs all year round. But it peaks during the rainy season, that during the wet season, mm. because of some factors. So during this period, you see the increase in the number of hospital visits. And there's something we have to note. Malaria presents with fever and other things, but you shouldn't start treating uprightly without the, in doing the right test to differentiate whether it is malaria or any other thing, because malaria, especially the one caused by uh, plasmodium falciparum can mimic other diseases mm. in those states. You understand? Okay. That's the essence. That's why World Health Organization, WHO, recommends that there must be a parasite-based diagnostic test through the use of RDT, that's rapid diagnostic test, in order to, you know, be sure that what we are treating is malaria. So, as I said earlier on, these factors mentioned can increase the visit to hospitals or any other health facilities. You understand? For okay. malaria, you know, treatment. Mm. Okay, so uh, going by what you have said, now we're looking at um, some of the things that um, Nigerians should do. Uh, when uh, they have uh, malaria. One of the things you have said now is um, uh, running a proper test. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what are some of the other things that Nigerians need to do when they have malaria? Okay, when you have malaria, we try as much as possible to avoid self-medication. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I think that is paramount. Visit yeah. your pharmacist or your doctor. But not a chemist. Yes, but not a chemist. A chemist, uh, I don't know what you mean by not a chemist. Is it certain medicine? Yes, vendor? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, certain medicine vendor may not have the right uh, 
Because for Nigeria, for, for, for okay, the right training to talk up the symptomatic and other adverse issues that may come up from that malaria infection. Mm. You understand? Yes, we recognize their presence in the country. Yes, they have a role they play in our head in the different system. You can't rule that out, but. There are certain things you have to, you know, get the right professionals for you to, you know, be properly educated okay. and get the satisfactory services you ought to have. Okay, so um, I think um, I've listened to quite a number of Nigerians that talk about this, that chemists, one, are um, more um, accessible okay that hospitals when you visit a hospital it takes all the, the by acquiring cards the waiting and online to see a doctor and this that that so that chemists seem to cut it for them because they are more they are more accessible yeah they, are, they, are, they, they may be present they may be they are, their presence may be a, a more you know pronounced in all the news and credits of our nation but we can't rule out the fact that they are limited in the knowledge of what they will mm, handle. Okay, okay, okay. You understand? Yeah. Then another issue is that, yes, patent medicine vendors, they are being, they are, they are what we call an approved list of medication. They are supposed to handle all this payload dispense to the public. Mm. And that approved list was given to them by their regulatory agency, which is the Pharmacy Council of Nigeria. And any of them going in beyond or dispensing beyond that approved list, you know, amounts to an illegality. Mm, okay. Are you getting me? Yes, we can hear you, sir. So from the from what I'm just saying, there are some drugs they can handle. Yes, they will handle some aspect of the malaria medicines. But when it comes to issue of adverse reactions and other, you know, interventions, that's where the, the right professionals, the pharmacist or the medical doctor, you know, comes in. They cannot do the work of these professionals mm, okay. in the course of attending to the populace. Okay. Okay, okay. And um, doctor, so um, what are some of the basic symptoms people should look out for when it comes to malaria? First of all, the uncomplicated malaria comes with some symptoms, mostly fever, fever, then body aches. Are, are you there? We can hear you, sir. Yes, fever, body aches, headache, and at times loss of appetite. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. However. Um. Okay, so you. Yeah, I okay, want to uh, a colleague of mine has a question for you, sir. Yeah, in, no, in line with those symptoms as well, a, malaria is as deadly as um, from, from research. It shows that every 30 seconds, some are even saying that every two minutes, an African child dies because of malaria. So, what are the quick, like, um, quick home or kind of uh, self. Okay, let me not use the self help. A quick stop that maybe a mother 
should do pay time not to um because uh, it said a child between uh, one to five years they are more uh, exposed to this kind of attacks of malaria what do you what can you advise for mothers especially mothers to do yeah, to, for to when it comes to issue of malaria infection or transmission there are some vulnerable groups that the infection tend to be very very severe and those vulnerable groups children under the age of five Okay, so um, before I let you go, um, let me just uh, quickly have you give um, a word or two uh, to Nigerians with regards to um, malaria and um, the World Malaria Day. Okay, the word I, I, I would like Nigerians, we shouldn't relent in the fight to end malaria in our country. Malaria has been eradicated in some countries in the world, and I believe Nigeria with our tenacity, we having faith, we are going to surmount it. We are going to eradicate malaria. Mm. But there are certain things we have to do. We have to encourage ourselves and encourage the government in their work and the health care providers. One on your own part as individuals, we have to lower the risk of getting malaria by avoiding mosquito bites. Through the use of mosquito-treated meds, that is a treated meds, why when sleeping in places where malaria in our our homes we have to use employ the use of uh, mosquito repellents in our homes we are protective clothing when we are staying outside okay then use window screens hello yeah, okay you sir then also because all this you know, they are one of the ways to control the transmission of the disease. Why doing this? And also, we should not self-medicate. If there's any issue, try to approach your pharmacies. We have a staff pharmacy premises all over the country where you have qualified pharmacies that handle your cases. If anyone they can't, they can refer you. We have medical doctors in hospitals that can handle your cases. This, if done properly, will help to reduce the burden of malaria infections in our country. Mm. Thank, you. Thank you so much, uh, Pharmacist Uzoma. You've been more than educating. Sure. Have an amazing day, sir. Uh, you too. Okay. Okay, Abuja, uh, that was a uh, pharmacist, um, Ozoma. Uh, we could do association of community pharmacists of nigeria fct chapter okay so um we're almost out of time um patricia 
he has spoken he has spoken and he has said it all however um in a minute can i just have um some last words from you okay um covid malaria and achieving zero malaria in nigeria can be achievable and it can only be done by strategic planning it can be done by proper implementation and best practices that has to do with personal and environmental hygiene Mm, okay, um, can't be better said. Uh, Buja, that is the much we have for you today. A big thank you to Basi Patricia from NY Polls and uh, not forgetting uh, my colleagues uh, Tracy Uzigwe and uh, Julius God's Gift. It's been a pleasure doing this with you. And um, till same time next week, it's been me, okay, Anya. Do have an amazing weekend and God bless.